All right, people, Here welcome we live from Studio 88. It's 2Ds in the box, of course. I am the great one, Danny B, and my co-host, as always, the one I couldn't do this without, my main man, my right-hand man, or whatever. My Last week, I was your left-hand man. <laughs> my sidekick. And we confirmed that, that that's not the one you jerk off with. So I guess no, this no, week, no. is I'm the guy, I'm the hand that you jerk yeah, off with. Yeah, your hand's on this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider that a promotion. <laughs> so with you always, Danny and Dimitri. Uh, welcome, Dimitri. Looking good. What's up, buddy? Um, you know, having fun here. We're back. Live in studio. Um, I think we're getting better at this every week, by the way. I've been listening to the episodes. It was a lot of fun. So, um, anything new with you uh, this week? Well, yeah, it's something actually really new. Uh, this is probably our audience's first time seeing your face. I think we should point that out. <laughs> Episode three. But maybe. We don't know yet. Hopefully, it is. But uh, we got the audio down, as you guys can can hear. We, we invested a lot in the audio, but the video has... Uh, it's been a slippery, slippery one to to pin to, yeah. to pin down, but yeah. uh, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Now that they can see me, they can they know why I'm not a TV star and more radio uh, podcast type of guy. So, somebody once told me I had uh, I had a face for radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, okay, and uh, anything else uh, happened to you this week? How was your week? Ah, just uh, work. Nothing. Nothing really crazy. It was my wife's birthday yesterday. Fantastic! What do you guys do? We didn't do anything yesterday because I, I am in the, in my finals, but we uh, I set aside all of Sunday, and Sunday's gonna be just for her. Nice, perfect. It was her birthday yesterday. Yep. My birthday is like Sunday. Like we're really close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine mine was on the 18th. We're all all in July. Wow. Okay. Well, happy belated. I'm sure I said happy birthday before, right? To me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did. But my wife, you forgot because you're an asshole like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll text her later. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's in the news this week? Um, anything that sparked your interest? Something that you want to get off your chest? Um, I, uh, I, I heard, I'm trying to remember how this started. I, I heard about uh, Simone Biles leaving yeah. the Olympics. That's a big news this week. Yeah, and I think I feel like sometimes it's a little bit it's a little bit over exaggerated. People should just mind their own business a little bit. But mm -hmm. she is a star. She is a, a star gymnast. I don't know much about it, but what I what I did, what um, drew my interest was the talk about mental health and, okay. the, and how that came that topic came up as somebody who had his own struggles with mental health and went you know have some experience overcoming those things. Uh, perhaps nothing to do with the same way that Simone Biles did, but it is something that seems to be coming up a lot in our generation and and we ha we've spoken about that as well yeah. that the next big struggle that it's going to be is going to be mental health right and um you know there so it started off that she if anybody who doesn't know i'm sure but most people know but you know she uh she had um she did i guess the first round of competition and then she went to the locker room she wasn't feeling well and then later she said that she's uh forfeiting the competition and you know yeah. the, obviously the, the the reasons were because you know she wasn't feeling it mentally okay. right and um you know so then the shit storm started and then some russian hackers uh revealed her medical records and, oh and I um, know that. yeah and she's um so she has adhd and she's been she's had that since she was a young girl it's like it's 
I guess maybe something that's maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say common. I don't know the statistics, but we hear about it. Let's say more than other ones, and and there is medication you can take, which is. Uh, I don't know what kind of medication she was taking, but typically it's medication that just gets you more focused. ADHD is attention deficit hyper hyperactive disorder, right? Yeah, I was about to ask because uh, yeah. So so basically that. the the more more or less the the medication that you take from it, it, it makes you like focus and concentrate more, right? Okay. Now that's besides the point. First of all, like nobody should even know any of this because of, uh, nobody should know any of this of her because this is private medical records, whatever. But, you know, there's always that one asshole, right, on the internet who has to go and write an article because uh, for whatever reason, I mean, okay, he gets paid to write that article. Who cares? But, you know, but it is, like I said, there is always that one asshole who has to go and write and say something like, oh, she quit because they wouldn't let her take uh, her medication, which that's why she gave her an advantage. And I was like... Are you serious? Like, it doesn't matter how much like of that medication you give me or you. You know what I mean? We're, we're never, we're never to gonna that, do yeah. what Simone Biles did. You know what I mean? So, that's one thing. And so everybody's like, oh, trying to get up all in her business, and you know, and uh, one of our co one of our mutual friends like made a post and was like, you know, like Simone Biles doesn't owe us anything. You know, yeah. like there's no reason why somebody can't just be like, yo, man, I'm not feeling it. I'm out. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's okay. You know, who knows what, you know, I don't know how old she is. I think she's in her early 20s. But imagine having all that pressure and to, to perform and all that stuff. And, and you know, in Japan, that medication is illegal. That's why she wasn't allowed to take it. It had nothing, oh, to, do with, it had nothing to do with the Olympics. It's just that uh, Japanese law says that you can't take that medicine for um, 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 sorry, therapeutic uh, purposes right for whatever reason it's their own country they can do whatever the fuck they want so she couldn't she couldn't take it because she couldn't go in the country with her medication okay. so obviously she's gonna be like well fuck i'm definitely not feeling it yeah you yeah, know no, i understand yeah no you say like she doesn't uh, owe nobody anything well we're canadians whatever the american people feel about it um the olympics is supposed to be a patriotic thing i would say the only people that might feel and i might be inclined to say yeah they might be right that she does owe something could be like um gymnastics usa or her teammates you know because you go in gymnastic like th there is a a team to that it's not only all individual there is individual events but there's also the team if i re recall properly there is a team so the the, the more the more you points you get the better chances you have yeah. of uh, of get, of getting a medal and uh, obviously, she's the greatest. I think nobody can debate that she's the greatest uh, gymnastics uh, girl ever. Yep. Like I mean, she's incredible. But the fact that you know, I I didn't know what it was. I read fast, fast, but not enough to make an opinion out of it. Obviously, it wasn't a big interest to me. I just hope she's like okay, especially if she's dealing with mental health. Uh, but I read some negative things. That's why I just like switched the flip because uh, uh, I think it was Piers Morgan from the BBC or something like that. Uh, I don't want to be wrong about that, so I'm not sure where he's at, but he used to have a show on CNN and all that. And uh, basically, the, the him and the other uh, broadcasters, their, their, um, their opinion was like, uh, we live in a with a society of a bunch of weak uh, young people. So um, she had bad results, so she just decided to quit and stuff like that. So I don't know. Did she get a bad result? Was well, it, uh, well, this is the thing about the results and how they judge her. She does... Um, so I don't know what moves she did in this competition, 
but I, I did go down this rabbit hole right this week and uh i listened to a few other podcasts that talked about it and i read i read some things and uh so apparently and i'm not a hundred percent sure about this but um i would have to ask my cousin she's actually a gymnast she would she would know that she competed not in the olympics but she competed and um basically there's so there's two ways they score um gymnasts right number one is you get a score based on the difficulty of the move that yeah. that you uh, that you tried or you attempted and then a score on how well you did that move okay right so theoretically somebody could do let's say a move that's not so great that right that's not so difficult but get a 10 get like a, do it perfectly and you know rise up and then somebody could do a move that's super super hard so they get a lot of points for that because it's super difficult but they didn't do it completely as well, as well. Yeah. so but it evens out and they rise up the yeah. thing with simone biles is that she does moves that we've never even seen before yeah. and she does them perfectly so okay. there's talks about i read one thing about they're going to be changing the way they score things and you know what i mean so again it goes back to like you have this person who all her life struggled with all the things she struggled with that was feel like yeah. the light just got brighter she struggled with all the things she struggled with she also was part of i think she was part of that group of um of gymnasts a few years back i don't know if you know that were uh, sexually abused by their trainer yeah she she was in I, that I, I believe of, yeah i yeah. believe that she was part of that as well she overcame that she did all this she's training doing moves that men can't even do in the yeah. men category so they're like oh okay well we'll change the way we score why so like somebody who hasn't tried as hard as her could also have a chance at winning i feel i feel yeah, that's weak yeah. you know and then you know that anybody who says that oh we live in a generation of weak people and they just give up it's like okay well you know whoever that old man is who said that i i'm willing to bet he takes some medication and i wonder how <laughs> he would react if we just took away his medication you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like uh, i was listening to joe rogan and he made a good point jordan peterson was on antidepressants and when they took him away from him, he almost died and suffered for a whole year yeah. he was in the hospital yeah. like prolonged um t taking medication for over a prolonged protracted period of time obviously there's gonna be some effects if you just take that shit away from you you know yeah, even exactly. if it's just like cholesterol medication so i think it's just bullshit you know and i don't think she owes like like um i don't want to mention who said it but who mm. posted that but you know like that person said like in my opinion like she's accomplished so much she could do what the fuck she wants yeah, exactly you know what i mean and some fucker who's like who's like writing an article for 200 bucks, writes an article about like, oh, you know, like, oh, the the drugs were giving her an edge and now she can't have them. So like, that's why she like she gave quit, up. Yeah. That's why she quit. I was like, get out of here, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I listened to uh, Andrew. Uh, I'm, I'm going to end with this. I listened to uh, Andrew, uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman. Okay. And uh, totally different topic, but he was talking about performance enhancing drugs. Okay. And he was just like, the, um, the stuff that athletes use out there, we can't even detect it. The, the commission that does drug tests, they can't even, they're, they're so advanced because think about it. Everything, when, when, when athletes go into this Olympics competition, there's only so much a human body can do. So um, the team and the country in some cases, scientists are studying every single way, whether it's the countries of the law, whether it's the rules of the Olympics, whether it's all the drugs that they test for, they're always gonna find some of advantage because it's a, in the Olympics, medals are won by milliseconds, by 
by a couple yeah. of like by millimeters it's so tight the competition that any small advantage you can have like if i maybe if i run with an ice pack oh look it's not in the rules i can run with an ice pack and maybe get that extra millimeter or that extra millisecond mm. they're gonna do it right so just to come back to like i i don't think in in the grand scheme of things of what possibly is going on in the olympics from like uh, drugs enhancements and all kinds of other uh, things that are not regulated that happen in the Olympics. I doubt that HD, ADHD medication is what gave Simone Biles her advantage. And I think just bringing it up is bullshit, you know, to so, uh, somebody who's willing to write that. Yeah, obviously, probably going after clickbait and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, I which said, that's lazy journalism. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's way too much out of that. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's a, a subject. But just to finish on that, what what always amuses me when people say uh, we li we live uh, with a generation like generation the millennials or whatever, yeah. uh, they're weak, they're snowflakes, and this. It's funny because I always look at them. I go like, well, who the hell raised them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's your job. So, so if you feel, I, I'm not saying I feel that way about them, but this guy is it. Like for example, uh, the guy I was mentioning, uh, Piers Morgan. He's probably in his uh, 60s. So yeah, that's his kids, his, his grandkids. It's uh, so you know you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't um, you shouldn't criticize people like that because you're the one that showed them the world, you know? So, uh, anyways, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other, other sports news that was interesting yeah, for me. What can, yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you what got your attention. Uh, a bit of a sad news after the great run that the Montreal Canadiens had this, this, uh, season in the NHL made it all the way to the finals. Couldn't get it done, but still it was the feeling in this city was incredible. Uh, we hadn't felt this in uh, 30 years. Uh, so uh, one of the big reasons why they made it there was, uh, I feel, was uh, a player by the name of Corey Perry. A veteran, he's maybe 36, 37 years old. He's at the end of his career. You know, he has a few maybe good years left. And um, they, they had signed him for the minimum last season, you know, not expecting much. And he was incredible i remember me and a lot of uh, my uh, my friends who are big hockey fans bigger hockey fans than me were amazed how good that guy was and we were always saying like fuck imagine him at his prime like imagine him at 26 27 years old he must have been incredible to see we didn't get to see him much because he played in anaheim and back in those days which is like kind of far for us late games you know 10 10 30 gotcha. games so we we wouldn't watch him that much but we knew he was good I didn't know he was this good. So I was excited uh, to see him play and everything. And after the run they had, we go like, well, okay, like let's sign him up because they had just signed him up for one year. But unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, he decided to go with the Tampa Bay Light Lightning, which is the team that beat us. So like it's even harder to take. But, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, the, 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 what made the difference for him between Montreal and, and Tampa uh, as he said, it was because Tampa was willing to sign him for two years. Okay. So at that stage of your career, you know, you want to kind of end it at the same spot. You know, you don't want to be moving your family every year. Mm -hmm. uh, already last year was in Dallas. I mean, the previous year, then this season he was in Montreal. Now he's going to Tampa. If you give him a bit of stability, you know, it wasn't the money. It was a million a year for a hockey player. That's not much. Uh, but um, so they offered him two years. I think Montreal offered them offered him one so uh, he decided to go. 
And obviously, Tampa is a great team. They just won the Stanley Cup, and uh, they lost some players. But with him and and the players remaining, they'll have another very strong chance at repeating another a third championship in a row. So, uh, what? All the best. <laughs> why do you uh, why do you say that he was uh, like? Did he, did he score a lot of goals? Like, what was the? Why was uh, he important he, in winning and for us getting that far? He got he got some important goals. Yeah. But it's the veteran presence that he brought. Like uh, this guy would show you never to quit. And even uh, even when they were down to Toronto three one, and even when it looked like Vegas was too strong for them, he just you know would crash the net, would play hard. With with at one point I remember there's um, there's this uh, vivid scene that is going to stay in the history of the Montreal Canadiens forever, where. Um, Somebody high-sticked him in the face and basically opened up his nose. He needed like 12 stitches. There was no call. The referee missed that. I don't know how. So he goes back to the to the dressing room to get stitched up. But as he's as he's in the dressing room, uh, they score and win in overtime. It was in overtime. So who, who co- scored? Sorry, uh, Montreal, Montreal scored. Okay. So he's all happy. He comes back all bloodied, not <laughs> stitched, just all bloodied, and he's just high fiving everybody. His face is bleeding. I mean, twelve <laughs> stitches—that's a big gash, and it just stayed there. And people are like, "That's a warrior." He—he he, he doesn't care about his face. This yeah. guy is like, you know, he's so happy to have won and everything. So to me, like, he's a player that only played here one season, but he was one of my favorites. I have to say. So it was sad to see him go, but at the same time, hey. You wish him all the best. He did, a, you know, at the end of the day, he's an employee. He did the best he could when he was here. Gave us a great run. And um, Corey, uh, good luck in, in Tampa. That's great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I didn't watch any of the of the hockey this year because I thought I was going to jinx it. As soon as like, I caught, I caught wind. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm not they're doing gra- well. They're doing well. Don't watch <laughs> it. Don't watch it. Yeah, I'm like, whatever is hap- whatever is. <laughs> Whatever is happening is working, so like, let me not just like start watching it. And then that's gonna be the the time they start losing. Yeah. And I remember telling my brother, like, I was uh, my younger brother was watching every game, you know. Yeah. And every time he would talk to me about it, I would just be like, "Don't talk to me about it. I don't want nothing about <laughs> it. Nothing about it. Nothing about it." And then it was like the th- second or third game against Toronto, and I asked him a question. I was like, "Oh, did we win last night?" And yeah. then he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Why did yeah. I do that?" And then that's <laughs> it. We lost. <laughs> So my brother is super scientific, right? So he's like, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, he's like, uh, you and your superstitions and mm. your karma and all that. But we're like that. As fans, we're always like that. You know, you feel yeah. like, oh, I'm jinxing them or something. <laughs> but, like, you know. but uh, it shows that, that as a city, we care. And uh, hockey is a beautiful sport. Uh, and yeah, so I hope we'll do well next uh, next season. Another uh, big news uh, this week that I actually just read today, so I don't know a lot about it. Uh, maybe you heard more about it. Is uh, a third dose of the COVID vaccine being administrated to the 60 and over okay. in Israel? I don't know if you do. Israel is always a benchmark for for vaccination. Why? Because they're they're the ones who had the most since the beginning. They've been at uh, 70 or 80 percent for a long time there. I heard that uh, right now, and I think it's in Israel, like 40 or, I know these are two crazy numbers, but either 40 or 80%. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one I saw, but either numbers are pretty pretty weird. You know, they, I think it's 80%. Either f- between 40 and 80% of people that are in the hospital right now mm-hmm. do have both shots. They do? Yeah. 
That's scary. Right? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's scary. I don't, I don't, I, I hope you're wrong about that. But, uh, yeah, no, like, like I know that they were always, like I said, the benchmark because they, 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 um, they were the, the ones that start back normal life as, as soon as possible because they had the, 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 the vaccinations, both shots, uh, things looked like they were going well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now, uh, I don't know if it's going bad. If you say so, you know, I'll take your word for it. Well, I'm not sure. So actually don't take my word okay. for it. It's just something that I, that I heard off another, off another, uh, I think it was another podcast. I think I heard about that. Okay. But I did, I did read this on two new, I, I went to fact check it to make sure that it's not like some conspiracy thing. And, uh, yeah, they're going to recommend that a third dose would be administered to people 60 and over. And... Obviously, if they're doing it there, I have no doubts that it's going to come here. So that's another thing. Uh, I'm people are going to be debating, man. Yeah, I'm, and, and, I, and I remember we spoke about talking about COVID and you were like, yeah, we should talk about COVID in a bit because before before the news becomes stale. And yeah. I, I remember telling you, I'm like, this news is never going to get stale. Yeah, like, we're going to be around for a while. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm really like, I'm really looking forward to having a doctor on because mm -hmm. I want to ask him about... Uh, I forget what the name of the drug is, but uh, there, there's been there's been doctors talking about a drug that actually helps cure uh, COVID, and it's an old generic drug. That now I don't want to get into conspiracy theories because I'm not I'm not really like I don't buy into that stuff. The a lot. one that Trump was saying there, like uh, hydroquinoline. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, well, no, Trump was talking about e drinking uh, no, well, hydrochloric yeah, <laughs> something. Like he, uh, Clorox. Clorox or something, yeah. <laughs> he was riffing on something, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. obviously they took it, they took it, and they made it. Yeah. But um, I, forget, uh, I forget what it's called. Anyways, so apparently it could cure COVID, but the thing is that there's not enough studies for it. Nobody wants to, nobody, I think, wants to attack it right now. Yeah. Let's let's face it. This whole COVID thing has been politicized, you know, oh, mostly mostly in the U.S., but we see it here too. I mean, how many rallies that anti-vaxxers have and freedom people that you know they're 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 going after for for our freedoms, per, trying to protect our freedoms and things like that. And and I get it. Like their intentions are good. I don't want to put anybody down. We're we live. I'm always pro. Like do as long as you're not hurting somebody else, do whatever you want to do. You mm -hmm. know, I'm very pro that. Unfortunately, right now we have a government in power that thinks that, you know, they know better. They know what's good for us better than we do. That doesn't mean that I don't believe in, in, the, in the COVID or shots. Like, I, I got my shots. That's not what I'm trying to say, but in, in a lot of other things. And I don't know where I was going with that, but basically I want, I'm looking forward to talking to a doctor and asking him straight, like, what is this? Why is there... Well, why is there people talking about, you know, maybe there is a cure. A lot of people are saying that the reason why they, we don't want to talk about that cure, or even if it is a cure, they don't want to talk about that drug, I should say, is because that drug has been around for a while. It's a generic drug. It already exists. It's nothing new. And there's no money that stands to be made because it's a generic drug. Anybody can copy it and make it. So there's no money to be made. Whereas the vaccines, it's a novel, it's a, it's a new vaccine, and all these companies like Pfizer and Moderna are actually banking Making on it. Making a lot of money, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, for sure. And, and I think that medication, if it is hydroquiloquine or whatever, whatever I'm going to find it, it real quick. Uh, so I think in the Montreal Jewish General, they were, they were using it for, uh, for uh, a while, at least from what I read. 
and uh, to various degrees of success, I guess, because if that's not the the norm, I guess it wasn't as good as we thought. But definitely, there's going to be a treatment, or there should be a treatment eventually if you get it. I mean, there should be a possibility of a vaccination to keep from getting it. But also, if you get it, you should be able to be treated. You know, if like a cold, like, you know. It's hydro hydro. Now it's X Y, so uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that that's that's the one. Yeah. That's the one that Trump was was talking about, uh, or that he got. He was taking this, I think, on a daily basis, just not to get caught, something like yeah, that. The, I don't know. The FDA uh, does not affect the approved uses for malaria. So this drug right now is FDA approved for to be used against malaria, lupus, and rheumatoid arthritis. But they caution against using it against they caution using it against COVID mm. because it might cause uh, risk rhythm heart rhythm problems. Now I'm not a doctor or anything like that, so you know everybody should just listen to their doctor. That's what I think. Everybody should just listen to their doctor. Yeah. The doctor tells them take the shot, take the shot, whatever. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if uh, I mean, if you're taking it for malaria, for example, are you still at risk for rhythm heart rhythm problems? Probably, I would say, I, I would guess, probably yes. Yeah, but it's know? always a greater good, right? Because yeah. malaria will kill you. So, like, right. if your well, heart rhythm gets a little out of whack, it's probably going to come back to normal eventually. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's as much as I went down that rabbit hole about that drug this week. Well, like you said, I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about this for a while. Yeah. And, of course, we want to have some experts on uh, and, and, and pick their brain as much as we can. But for now, um, let's pass on to our subject of the week. So last week we had uh, started talking about uh, the Cuban crisis. And I know you, you did a bit of research. I, I read a few things. Uh, so, yeah, so anything you want to... Um, Actually, I didn't. Uh, I didn't dive into the Cuban thing, but I was just thinking back at. Um, I was thinking back at my career in political science, and I, and I was trying to think about similar situations yeah. that were were Cubic, uh, were what what Cuba's going through right now, and similar situations that other countries have been through, and and well, I wanted to first kind of maybe sort of interview you because you said you had a lot of knowledge about the lot. history, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. would that would probably that would be a good place to start. To maybe give our me ourselves and our audience some context into, you know sure, how sure. so. Um, basically, what was it? So there was obviously some kind of revolution in Cuba at some point, and then it became super socialist. What was it before that? And yeah, I'll start there. What was it? Yeah, before that? so so Cuba from now again, I'm not a I'm not a, uh, a historian of Cuban, yep. but uh, to me, reading a lot means about a. Uh, 10 to 12 books there yep. and uh, documentaries and all these uh, these things and uh, visiting the country many times talking to local people so like you know I know I know more than the average but again don't 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 come at me uh, and say that I'm a pro Castro or anti uh, freedom or whatever I'm just going to say what I think yeah. From what I know, so uh, the the story of Cuba is an interesting one because it's always been under the dominion of someone. That's what people like. From what we know, our generation is like, oh, Castro took over, and uh, it's been socialist ever since. What people ignore is where what was before. Like you said, before it was a a, a, um, a pro American government. Led by Fulgencio Batista, if I'm if I'm not, I, I'm I'm sure about the name, but I'm pretty sure it was U.S. led, and where the um, 
the um, natural resources of Cuba were exploited, but not for their own people. The, the, the people were exploited as in like cultivating fruits and vegetables and all that. And it was the, um, it's not Del Monte, but it's something like the, the fruit company of, of the U.S. or something like that. I'll, I'll have the more precise name. Um, they, they were the, the millions of dollars being taken away from the Cubans, um, not only the fruits, but also like, you know, the people being exploited, all that. So that's what Castro stood up against, said, I want whatever belongs to us to come to us. If we're going to make money out of this, we're not going to make money for the U.S. We're going to make it for, for our people. Obviously, that sounds nice. It doesn't mean that, it, that that's what, what came true after. Now, before that, it was the Spanish. As you know, the, the, the Spanish, uh, when they sent their explorers and they discovered the, the Americas, the dominion of the Spanish, it stayed for a while. It stays everywhere in South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. They were there for a while, and they were exploiting the natives of Cuba, the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the traditionally white Spaniards. So they were under that. So they had to fight to get away from that. Mm -hmm. Then they had to fight to get away from the U.S. dominion. And that's when Castro took over, and now people want Castro out. So some, some well, Castro's dead, uh, uh, both uh, Raul. Raul Raul is not in charge anymore. Oh, okay. It's his people still, but he's way too old. He was okay. two years younger than than, than Fidel. So okay. okay. So, it, but it's still the same. It's the it's the Castro still regime that's there, and and I fully understand that they need to get out of that because the world is not what it was back in in those days when there was the revolution. The yeah. world has evolved. Like I said last week, that the, the economy is global now, and you cannot keep holding people back like that especially with the advent of the internet and and everything like you can check out pictures movies whatever from everywhere in the world now so mm -hmm. you cannot like restrict that from people because people want to be free um but again what is it going to fall into because like i said before it used to be the spaniards then it was the americans then it was the, the cubans but Castro's uh, Castro's party, which is a tough dictatorship, especially if you were uh, against them or if you were gay or if you were like an artist or like, like he wanted everybody to be at the same level, which that's communism. But also, if you, you're more talented and work harder than me, I feel you should be able to get ahead, you know, in life. And over there, it's not like that. So, uh, but still, some positive came from it. They have very good doctors. The um, the illiteracy of it's like the lowest in the world. I think. Oh, really? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like it's very. At least back when I was reading those books, which is like within a decade, there I don't think it changes that much. But they were always like top. So they have some good things. Now, also, Castro had the backing of the uh, the so Soviet Union back then. Mm -hmm. So what happened is, to make a, a, a quick story, uh, when, when Castro uh, wanted to take over, he, he was in communication with the Americans. The, uh, the plan uh, uh, of the U.S. was to turn Havana and Cuba into Vegas, because mm -hmm. Vegas wasn't there yet. Yeah, like Godfather too. Yeah, exactly. So they, they, they were doing that. What happened is Castro said, yeah, come, we'll do it. They helped him with his revolution. They, 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 they overthrew the, the, the Batista government. 
And then Castro turned around and said, okay, now get the fuck out of my land. I'm not with you. Like, I want okay. my land for me and my people. So with the army, he overthrew, like, all the, um, the American investors, which some were related to organized crime. Other ones were, like, lawyers or, yeah. like, you know, developers, entrepreneurs. They all got kicked out of Cuba. And then he said, like... It's for my people. So the people were behind him 100% when he started because it's a very, very noble cause. They don't want to be under the dominion of another country. That was it. That was the idea. Except that then he had ties to the Soviet Union because he needed them, as we all know about the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis. Bay of Pigs. The Bay of Pigs. So the Bay of Pigs, what happened there is when, uh, when the Americans got kicked out, they're like, we got screwed. We're not going to let this happen. So uh, a, a con- like maybe a group of, I don't know how many men, you'll have to watch JFK for that, the, the movie, to, to know exactly. Oh, when they uh, attacked Cuba, I exactly. think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to kill Castro, to, like, obviously, like he just screwed them. So uh, they went to Kennedy and they said, like, uh, John F. Kennedy was the president at that point. Um, and they, they said, like, uh, we need to attack, invade Cuba. This guy fucked us, and, and you know, so uh, Kennedy agreed to send a small contingent of soldiers to take over Cuba with the help of some dissidents, Cubans, because there's always going to be one, yep. one, you know, it's always some uh, people that are unsatisfied. So when they got there, the Bay of Pigs is because they, 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 they tried to come in and they got slaughtered, massacred by the Cubans, mm-hmm. and which was totally unexpected right because yeah. you don't expect uh, the u.s to lose a war to cuba but obviously they didn't send, send their their entire army but with that contingent of soldiers they have they got completely slaughtered so after that uh rumor is and that's one of the conspiracy theories is that the the mob and and the people that got slaughtered in the bay of pigs the the, the leaders of that that survived went back to Kennedy and go let let's go full on war, right? Mm-hmm. Full on like but Kennedy refused. He's like, no, like I, I said I was down for this, but I'm not gonna invade the country for no reason or like there wasn't enough poli- political reasons. And what happened was that that's where the rumor starts, uh, the conspiracy conspiracy theory starts where uh, they assassinated Kennedy to create that conflict with Cuba. Because if you see Lee Harvey Oswald, it was a uh, sympathizant of... Um, yeah, he was a communist. The, yeah, he was a communist. communist. He went to Russia. Yeah. He went to Cuba. Uh, they, they were trying to link him to Castro to say, okay, well, he sent somebody to kill the American president. Now you're fucked. Now we're going to attack. Yeah. That never materialized. Yeah. And, and that's where my fascination came from. I go, how is this little island with this one guy with his army is able to stand to the, 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 the massive like army of the U.S. and the imperialism that they bring with them. Uh, and that was always my fascination. Now, what he did to stay in power is a little fucked up. But how, how, how do you stay in power? Like, you know, that, that, that's, that's where... And now, well, is, is, is a way of doing things that's been going on, I think, for way too long. And people need freedom now. People need need to be able to, like, you know... He has to start global trading too. I mean, you go to Cuba and there's like five cars per city. Mm-hmm. Like, and these are people that that take tourists around. The um, 
the, yeah, the old. The, I think somebody told me that somebody who goes to Cuba often, they only have old cars, right? Yeah, they have old like cars from the sixties and seventies. They just keep fixing them up, and exactly, and they're great at it. But what happened with that? Why is that? Is because the Americans who thought that this was going to be a new Vegas started investing, started yeah. buying property, started bringing their cars. But then when the army, the the, the Cuban revolutionary army that kind of freed them from the U.S., uh, Castro's guys, they came. All the Americans fled because you're gonna get killed. So yeah. all the cars stayed, yeah. and that's the cars they're using. It's not like they go to Toyota and go like, "Hey, uh, send me a thousand of these cars." No, they don't have that. And so from then, that's when the when they couldn't uh, start a conflict with Castro, uh, go to war completely with Cuba. They they started the embargo, as you know. Like if you do, if you are another country and you do business with Cuba. You can't do business with the U.S., right? Yep. So who the hell is going to go for that? Other than Soviet Union and, like, you know, communist countries here and there. But it's it, it's not enough. So they've been isolated forever. These people are suffering. And, and as noble as Castro's cause might have been at the beginning, I don't think it is anymore. And it's time for people to be able to have cars, to travel. Imagine just being on an island and you could never get out. Yeah. Well... You know? Yeah, you said you said a lot of a lot of cool things. Um, if I if I can compare it a bit, you you said something about how can this small country stand up to like the forces yeah, of, exactly. of the U.S. If I go back a bit to uh, uh, when when Greece was liberated in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds, eighteen twenty one is when the liberation started from Greece from from the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, right. Obviously, a lot of people were well, a lot of people whoever was looking from the outside in could say the same thing how did this small country resist not, to you not know. only resist and free itself well how did it continue to defend itself afterwards from other forces right because the ottoman empire yes it dissolved but there was other countries that came out of that you know turkey in the north there was other countries in the north that developed and evolved so you know and you have russia a bit further away why didn't see greece is in a particular spot it's like right uh, it, it divides uh, eastern east asia basically Mm -hmm. from the rest from from europe so i mean europe ends more or less where greece ends because turkey is right next door to greece and turkey is not part of the eu yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's always that's been like that by the way for hundreds of years okay there's always been a contention between when it was the ottoman empire and then you had the what they used to call the great powers which was england france okay. uh, i think spain germany like always trying to protect itself against the ottoman empire so the ottoman empire like that's where it always stopped right okay so when uh, when the Ottoman Empire started capitulating in the 1800s, started losing power for many reasons. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into it there. It's a, it's a pretty like I took a course just on that basically when, okay. in political science. But basically, what happened is a group, uh, the uh, Greeks tried to organize. They had a bunch of failed attempts, and then one day, um, a bunch of them traveled to France. I think it was France, and they met with uh, the some of delegates of the great powers, right? England, okay. uh, for mostly England and France, because. They were like proponents of freedom and nation building. What the U.S. does now, you know, nation building, yeah, yeah, yeah. helping people come out. Well, and then in the end, we always, you know, some of them they screw up. Some of them, you know, they have maybe they have some success in some and whatever. So that was kind of the role the Euro, Euro, Europe played in uh, in in the eighteen hundreds in the in the nineteenth century. So basically, I'm, I'm going to oversimplify it, but basically, what happens is okay, we're a group of people and we want to make Greece right. So, but we don't have money for bullets. We don't have money for guns. We don't have money for all these things. I mean, these guys are pitchforks and and horses. You yeah, know, yeah. it's you know it's the eighteen twenties. So, 
the 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 great powers tell them, okay, we're gonna lend you, let's say, the, enough, let's say, power or enough guns, enough ammo. We're gonna lend you and it's just as enough enough that you need to liberate, let's say, ten square kilometers of okay. land. Okay. Right, and then once you liberate that ten square kilometers of land, we're gonna declare that automatic right away, Greece, okay. and we're gonna put a mortgage on that land. Okay. And then we're gonna so that mortgage secures the money that we that the what we lent to you originally. Now, because that's secured, we're gonna lend you a bit more guns, a bit more bullets, and then you're gonna conquer another ten square kilometers. Let's say now we're gonna put a mortgage on that land. So, like from conception, Greece was in debt. Yeah, and and they got in debt to exist. Exactly yeah. right. So as now uh, the Ottoman Empire could turn around and be like, wait a minute, like we're gonna take back this land, right? But now France and and England say, ah, 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 you can't take this land back because we have a mortgage on this land, and if okay. you take this land back, well, mm -hmm. we're gonna have to attack you because you're attacking French, our land. Yeah, French yeah. and English interests. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not directly our land, yeah, but yeah. right. So it's it's kind of like I have a house and the bank has a mortgage on my house, and you just try to come and move in and take my you house can, away. Yeah, yeah. It's not only gonna be me that's gonna that's that's gonna like. Uh, come against you it's going to be the the police and the government and and all the police government and all these things what do they do they protect you know our rights which by extension protect the bank's rights yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. my property exactly right so the bank's rights are kind of in a weird in a in a, in a de facto way they're, they're the bank's rights to my land are protected by the police and okay. by the government okay yeah. right so same thing in greece right There's a fly in the studio and yeah, we want to smash annoying. the shit out of it. Uh, uh, it's very distracting. Uh, Anyways, so to come back to Cuba, maybe Castro foresaw something like this. They're like, maybe he, you know, because Castro seemed to be a very, very intelligent person. Oh, yeah. I, there's no doubt about that. I think even the, the his, his distract, detractors and uh, haters would say like, yeah. So maybe he foresaw something like, You know, yes, the Americans are going to come here. They're going to help us build our country. But how are they going to do it? They're not going to do nothing for free. Yeah. They're going to put liens. They're going to like make us do certain things that we don't want to do. And mm -hmm. we're going to lose power over our land. So he took that calculated risk. But again, how did the small country was able to take that calculated risk? Well, he was very lucky at the time. Maybe not lucky or maybe he foresaw. But there was a big... Um, Uh, let's say fight between communism and democracy and all yeah. that stuff. So instead of selling his soul to the to the Americans, he kind of said, "Okay, well, he turned to the Soviets and the Soviet and the Soviets were like, you know what? All we want is to put missiles on your on your land in this little piece of land, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. cool." Yeah. And Cuba was like, "Okay, he's like, you don't want any loans? Like, no, we don't believe in that. It's a communist country. They don't mm. believe in these capitalistic type of structures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we don't believe in that. Oh, okay. But it was a strategic point. But also that, just not to get confused, a lot of people said like, oh, the the evil Soviets put uh, put put missiles there. That was a retaliation from the states putting, I think, missiles <laughs> in Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. That that we don't know. But if you research a bit, it'll tell you there were missiles put in on the other side too. So the retaliation was like, okay, you're coming over here. I'm going to go over there. What, that, that was a Cold War, right? Yeah, Nobody exactly. really went at it. 
but like you know we're gonna take this we're gonna take that we're gonna make friends with this and that and and you know i don't think the cold war really ever ended like we were like think that the when the wall fell in in berlin that that was the that was it that the um, the u.s defeated the the russians or the yeah. soviet union yeah soviet soviet union might have dissolved but Russians are still as powerful as ever, man, and 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 and, and they still have veto at the at the the G8. Yeah, yeah, and and you know nuclear power and everything. So I I, I don't think like yeah, uh, obviously, I would say that uh, capitalism has been shown to be a way better system than communism at this point. I don't think anybody can debate that. But uh, I don't think it's completely destroyed when you talk about the the Soviets or um, no. I the think Russians. I think all. I think Russia will be. Russia knows exactly what why the the, the communism system didn't work. Mm. You know, and and I think they fixed that. And and they're a very powerful country. They have resources. They exploit them. And uh, but uh, there was there was a point I wanted to make about. Um, China maybe being a communist and no, being the biggest. Uh, no, but because uh, man, I wish I knew a lot more about China because there seems to be coming up a lot in in in, the, in our conversations, and I don't, I feel like they've circumvented. Like I, f my intuition tells me that China is communism for the masses, but capitalistic for the top. <laughs> exactly. People. That's I feel like that's, that's what's going on. Everybody has yeah yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Right, like the masses have to like eat potatoes every day, or sorry, rice every day. Yeah. But the masses are eating like that, you know, that poisonous the blowfish leader, or yeah, that yeah. or shark fin. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The, the leaders are, are like <laughs> indulging in like, right. Yeah, you, like, so so I, I yeah exactly. It's, but the thing about Cuba that's adds another layer of com of a complication for me and maybe you can help me out with this is you know the americans do have a base there yeah that, that, that that's what's crazy yeah they do have a base it's like a, a, at the shore of it like i don't even know where uh, it is anywhere. yeah guantanamo is but like I, I i'm not they closed down the, the the prison so i don't know how much the presence is still there but like you know yeah they they do uh they they were occupying a part of it which that sounds again worse you know that you're right. occupying somebody's land so listen you're blocking them from the world with your with your embargo because you're not allowed to do business with them you you occupy their land uh and you made them the the great evil like did they have a choice really at one point to 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 like stand up to you like i mean castro had like balls of steel i'm sure but mm -hmm. Like, did he have a choice? He would have to 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 have followed like like other countries did, and and really go into capitalism. And it served some of the Latin countries great, but also um, personally, whenever I would go to any Latin country, the one you felt the safest was in Cuba. Oh, really? Because okay. there wasn't that like you're not gonna get mugged at the street corner because the army was so present, okay. and, and it's a communist thing. Like if if let's say you're a tourist and I'm a Cuban, I can't come and rub you, and all the all of a sudden I'm spending all this money, you're gonna get arrested because you're not supposed to have that money. You get what the government gives you, right? Uh, so like so that's why I was so so safe, and that's why I went so many times, and I love the people. They were very very nice people. Um, But again, like that—that's the good part of it. But there's the bad part where, like, I'm stuck in this island. I can never visit. I don't know Peru if I want to. You know, like it's—it's—it's it's, it's not fair for a human being in this world to not be able to have that freedom. I think so. I think um, 
we're we're as beings as humans i think we need competition we need to always be innovating we need to always be creating and although democracy or whatever this kind of mixed up system of democracy and capitalism we have to different degrees across different countries whatever this is that we're doing whatever game it is that we're playing it seems to it's the best game we have so far and it seems yeah to, in the history of man that's the best right? we've had we've had and and it's it's created um an ecosystem where people can innovate whether it's in art whether it's in technology we've advanced so quick in the last hundred years in Part of that, I think, has to do a lot with how we organized ourselves in this game, right? Where we said, okay, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be poor, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be rich. But there's going to be a lot of things that the, those people that are going to be on top are going to get on top because they've probably going to have invented or done something. Now, there is obviously a level of corruption because that's how it is. But also, there was a level of corruption in Russia, Soviet Union. Of course, that's right? a big thing. Like so... So the, the corruption is, I think, in a way innate to human nature. So there's gonna, it's not um, specific to a democratic capitalist system. I think it's innate to just human nature, right? So there's gonna be out of a hundred thousand people, there's gonna be a thousand people that are just dicks, bro. And <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Yeah. So they're gonna, and some of them are gonna be smart dicks. So they're oh, gonna like power, rise, yeah, power hungry, yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So maybe that's you know now with. Phones, I don't know. Um, they must have some kind of internet in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, I imagine, they do. And, and that's why I think this time there's hope for the revolution is because it's been it's been broadcast worldwide. You go on any uh, Facebook, I'm sure Instagram, and you'll see they're getting they're getting uh, videos out there. They're showing the the military police just coming in and beating up uh, people that have has posted videos or that are speaking out. So I think I think international help is going to be needed. I really hope they do get their freedom because uh, yeah, like I said, it it would be horrible if they go back again into being dominated by by this system. Uh, but. Like again, capitalism, socialism, communism, all that. Like you know, to me, it's 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 the flawed is not the system. The flawed is the human, mm -hmm. because let's say me, you, and I don't know, ten of our friends get uh, into a plane and it crashes and we get stranded on an island. What's the f system we're gonna use? It's gonna be communism. We're gonna say, Dimitri, what are you good at? You're good at fishing. Okay, go fish. I'm good at building a shelter. I'm gonna build a shelter with these two guys, and and we're gonna organize a society as a community. And and we're always like you know it makes me laugh because uh, I'm in the in the fitness industry and and the word community as 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 a as a fitness center is always so big and every everybody wants to be in a community mm -hmm. but they're scared the hell out of communi communism communism is evil but community is good but it's kind of the same thing when you think about it now the system why is it flawed to uh, according to me I think because again we're ten people it's okay. Now, we procreate, we make more, we're like a thousand people. I'm, let's say, I'm the cash I'm the dictator of that. There's a job opening for something. You come along, you're my friend, and another one that I don't know comes along. Who am I going to pick? Mm -hmm. Human nature will be that you're my friend, you're somebody I care about, I'm going to pick you. So that's why the system could, could never work. Because he, he, he's going to, let's say, let's say Castro and his people, they never went hungry. Like his people li live like kings. That's why they don't want to give up power. But some people are starving in Cuba. 
I mean, they, they, they do enough to get by, but but they're not like, you know, having the li lavish lifestyles and in, in these palaces that, that, that the Castro regime has. So that's where they, it, it's always going to be unequal. And uh, that's why I don't think communism is the right way to go. Now, is capitalism it? It seems like it's a lot better. But again, we are seeing a lot of, we were talking about mental illness before. Yep. The way our societies are built, there's no wonder why there's more of that, where everybody has to perform all the time. You're in this rat race. You, you basically enslave not to a person, but to the dollar. So, like, you know, is it normal for somebody to be working uh, 70 hours a week to, uh, to make money and, I don't know, get himself a nice car and whatever? Are we forgetting our values? Uh, some people sacrifice their family over it. Uh, they sacrifice their health. Uh, so, you know, capitalism isn't perfect. It brings a lot of negativity. There, there's wars, I'm sure, uh, that are connected to it. But I, I, I still do think it's the best system we have right now. It might have to be touched a bit because uh, we're, we're getting a little bit out of control when companies are starting to be trillion-dollar companies there. Like, I mean, you don't need a penny anymore. You don't need to make money anymore. You can redistribute that to people, and it, it could help a lot. I, I think you might have a different opinion about that, but well, you know. I think um, I don't think that. Okay, so let's let's unpack certain things. Uh, for capitalism as a system on its own, it's not evil. What capitalism is is competition. It's no? it's the the rule number one of capitalism is every company has one goal, and that's to maximize profits. Good. So you have to accept that assumption. That's yep. how every company works. What we what we use to guard against that, you know, selling kids for profit or yeah. having okay, that's our political system. Yeah. Our political system is what's supposed to anchor itself. It's supposed to balance the capitalist system, to 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 to, to keep the capitalist system in check. Good. Yeah. So now we have so those are the two forces that are constantly kind of pulling at each other, and the tension that's created by these two forces is the reality in which we live in. Okay. But what has happened is the capitalist system, just in its nature, always has better technology. Why? Because it's always trying to maximize profits. So it's always looking for better technologies. It's always looking for better ways to organize itself, organize its people. It's constantly in a competition with other companies. So they're always looking for the best people. Yeah. So they inevitably have the smart, like typically the smartest people, the most efficient people, the most high-performing people, the most uh, innovative people. So that those people end up in that camp yeah. and then everybody else ends up somewhere in between or the leaders let's say of political systems the people that are end up in the po politics and in our political system are perhaps maybe not necessarily the best people you mean because because uh, of their beliefs or their uh no i'm saying just uh if you take uh, okay so for example you take a lawyer for example yeah. right so a lawyer, his path, his career path could be, okay, I'm going to go and become a politician and become and get voted into government, right? And I'm going to make $200,000 a year, Yeah. right? Now, let's say this lawyer is like, like the best. He's like the top of the 0.01%. He says, okay, 
What do I have? I have a path to politics because I'm really good. I'm super good. I'm a great litigator. I know how to speak. My marks are against, are the roof. I have 30 years of experience. I have many contacts everywhere in the, in, in the communities and whatever. So I can go and become a politician. I can get voted in as mayor, let's say, okay. and make a quarter million dollars a year or $500,000 a year. Or I can get hired by Microsoft and make $10 million a year, mm. right? So the best people are, not are always going to end up on the capitalist side of this force. Yeah. Okay? So that's one disadvantage. The other disadvantage is within the capitalist system, all the companies competing against each other, they're competing against each other, but they've accepted this This is the game they're going to play. And by playing this game, this is how they're each going to get better, and the ones that suck are going to go away. Right? Or the yeah. companies are going to like dissolve, and there's certain, maybe the people in there were talented, but the company, the idea they had was. So they'll was get about, absorbed. So they'll yeah. get absorbed by other companies. Yeah. Whereas in the political side, the game they've chosen to play is me against you. Doesn't matter what makes sense. Mm. I believe that we're this liberal agenda, and you believe this conservative agenda, and we're just going to hate each other no matter what. Yeah, well, that's the point that we seem to be at now, and it's the most annoying thing ever. I cannot watch. So by dividing, so I'm just going to end with this. Yeah. By So let's say you have these two groups of people. One group of people are the capitalists, and they've decided that we're going to play this game, and we're going to play this game. We're all players in this game, and whoever loses, well, they lose, and you know maybe you'll get absorbed by another team, and then you get to join yeah, another yeah, team yeah. and play again. And there's no evil in that. Right? The The evil that happens happens just as... Because the other side of the coin, the the the, the polity is mm. not checking. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's not the you know you don't blame a lion for eating the gazelle. It's in its lions. It's in its yeah. nature to eat the gazelle. Yeah. What keeps it in check, or you know, nature. Let's say the force of nature keeps lions in check. It makes the gazelle really fast, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Nature makes the gazelle really fast in order for the lion not to eat all the gazelle. Yeah. Right. So. You know, capitalist is it's in nature to maximize profit. It's not out to pay everybody five dollars an hour. No, no, what for it, sure. For it's sure. to maximize. Yeah. That's the nature of that beast. But the the players that are playing this game are playing this game. They've accepted this game. On the polity side, mm -hmm. the players playing this game are fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. Right? They're not organizing themselves where they're going to have a debate. You know, right? You know what? You were wrong about the minimum wage. You know, if we do this, it's going to fuck shit up and, and we shouldn't do this. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, raising the taxes on, on oil actually hurts poor people. You know what? The statistics are right. Let's reorganize. Yeah. And let's find, instead of having these discussions, the discussion is that it doesn't matter whether uh, it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter if, if my decision as a liberal has a negative outcome i have to stick by that negative outcome because the idea that the the ideology is more important than the outcome yeah exactly and that's why identity politics are everybody's fighting like because like even though sometimes you can even tell they don't like you can't agree a hundred as a human being you don't agree a hundred percent with with your team or like i've been part of teams sports teams most of but I, in school like debate teams and stuff like that you don't necessarily always agree a hundred percent with with what they're saying but you, you like it, it's become a way now that you have to 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 say like even the people that might have thought that what trump was saying was ridiculous they have to go with it because the opponent is all in and they're going with their philosophy and uh, nobody is actually trying to 
discuss and have a conversation and be like, oh, what you guys are saying, there's some truth to that. And what we bring, we can maybe mix this and make it work. Now everybody is like, we're right, you're wrong, you're stupid, we're smart. And, and, and that's all you hear on TV. You watch these political debates and what is it? It's, it's a fucking clown show. Like yeah. it, It's people yelling at each other. And, and you go like, I don't think you believe anything you say. Like, and, and so many of them get caught with like videos of them saying the opposite thing or voting or, or being on a different side of the vote when they vote in, in parliament or, or congress and all that so it, it, it's it's become identity politics i i'm very disenchanted with this whole thing and we're talking about the u.s but canada is the same thing oh, it's even worse here yeah and 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 i think not only me but a lot of people are like that and that's why we don't care about politics at all we feel like like you know you've heard it all the time all politicians are bastards they're liars they're this and that yeah. which i don't necessarily think that that's true because some people might want to really help uh their pe the, the people but uh somehow they get into this game which they're not in control anymore and even though they're not corrupt or bad people they have no choice but to play it and they end up on one team or on the other team and then they fight and it seems like nothing goes like forward we just arguing all the time and honestly i'm sick of it and i know a lot of people are sick of it that's why when it comes time to vote the voting uh, numbers are very low like for for a for a society where like you know we want to keep a democracy going the numbers should be crazy it should be 90% of people voting but then you'll have like you know 20 30 it's 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 ridiculously um low the um the i love this conversation by the way yeah 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 i have so much to say about that i think you are completely right there's a there's a, such a huge disconnect between me and 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 trudeau for example yeah like there's no there's there's no connection. There's so many layers of of, of politics that the the it's it isn't there, right? Mm. But what what we can do, what I believe, this this is my belief. I think that we have to relearn how to be um, a, a proper um, what's the word citizen? Yeah, a citizen. Yeah. Okay. A a polis a polis like mm -hmm. a greek word the, the 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 city the polis mm -hmm. yeah. is made up of polites of us yeah we are the people just yeah. like let's say how the americans have put it even in the constitution yeah we the people yeah, right yeah. so we are the power we are the this the orbs that come together to make this huge light that is the country yeah. right right now we have to figure out at least my generation and yours we have to figure out where to start and where i think we have to start is at the base at the community level we need to start reacquainting ourselves with, for example, town hall meetings, mm -hmm. uh, going and let's start playing this game. We need to relearn how to play this politics game. We yeah. have to do it. We can't expect politicians to, to be smart. Us, yeah. We can't we can't say I'm going to wait till a smart politician comes along that I agree with to go actually vote. No, that's not going to work that way mm. because we have the power, not them. Yeah, you know we've confused this idea where they have to pick who we're gonna vote for. They have to show us a selection of people that we are gonna vote for. That's not how it works. We decide who, what type of person we want to see, and then that person will manifest himself, right? Because somebody is sitting in a corner and has all these great ideas, but he's like, 
I'm not going to come out here and talk about this shit. These people are not worried about this. The people who are voting are... Wor- people are still debating stuff like abortion, for example. Yeah, Why yeah, are yeah. we still talking about abortion? You know, somebody is out there thinking to myself, you know, if we do this, 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 and this, based on these statistics, you know, and based on these economic principles, well, we can, I don't know, uh, bring the baseline of poverty up ten thousand dollars a year yeah. right and he could sit there in front of a board and explain these things and how which policy maybe you know i i'm confident there's a person like that that exists yeah for sure but for sure nobody wants to hear about that we want to hear about like you know you know i'm not i'm not you know i don't want to i'm not dodging on women but the important thing was on last election was the fact that Trudeau put 50-50 male and female in. That was in his, a horrible decision, so, by the way. Like. Right. I'm, if that was, if if this is what we're going by, if this is how we're making our choices, and Trudeau did that because Trudeau's not stupid. No, he, Trudeau, he, he's a populist. He wants to please the, the population. And he and knows, like, yeah. he, whether it's by statistics or data or whatever, he knows that this is what he has to do to get voted. Yeah. We need to start, we, the people, need to start sending signals of what we want to see, what we really want to see, so those then they're gonna evolve based on our signals. It's not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right there, and 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 I think that's the way it used to work in ancient Greece, right? Which is is the purest, closest thing that we've had to a real democracy, right? Well, that that's a little debatable in there because you know. 75% of the population was not allowed to vote. You know, women, children, slaves, uh, right? We had all okay, that. Okay, so it's, okay. it's an unfair comparison. I'm going to be completely blunt. Like, basically, men between 18 and, you know, the, the life expectancy back then was like 40 years old. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah. men between 18 and 40 were the ones voting, right? Voting, yeah. So we don't want to take things too much out of context, you know? And, and they didn't have the complexity of what we have as yeah, life and it today. Yeah, and it wasn't a global economy. It wasn't, like, you know, dealing with struggles that are new, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't want things are new. I don't want to take away from the challenge that today's politicians do have, right? Because they do have to say the things that they they say, and they need to make decisions based on pleasing the needs of you know men and women and children and old people and black and white and yeah. and Hispanic and Indian and right. Like, imagine if the all they had to do is figure out what made men between white men between eighteen and forty happy. Their yeah. their their job is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly, so, exactly. so I got, that's why I feel like it's even though I'm Greek, I, I still think it's a bit of an unfair comparison to make that. It's a different time. Like, there's so many variables that are different that yeah. you can't do that. You you can't superimpose that on today's you would have to system. take that and, and and put it into today's system but include all the the, the ones right. that were so excluded what, right now. and yeah and we don't know that if at the time uh, right the the population that was allowed to vote between 18 and 40 let's say there were a hundred thousand people remember that athens at the time was i don't even think a million didn't yeah, have a that, population well, that of a helps right the, the smaller right. the exactly, population the exactly. easier it is yeah. so and, and from that population you know you're slicing out like a bunch of people like 75 yeah. percent of the population yeah. so Again, you end up with a small people, small, if we, maybe even, maybe perhaps even in the context of Athens and ancient Greece, if they would have included everybody, perhaps their system wouldn't have worked. Yeah, exactly. We don't know that. For sure, for sure. So uh, just just to to make sure that people don't think I'm some sort of uh, misogynist, uh, how do you say uh, misogynist? Misogynist, yes. Uh, and when I said that Trudeau's uh, idea of having fifty fifty uh, women and men in his um, 
as his team, I think. Cabinet, I think it's. I yeah, think it's, it's a cabinet. cabinet. So he, like, I, I'm not saying it's it's a terrible idea because 50% were women, because I believe that you should earn uh, spots like that, yep. jobs out of the merit of your own work, yeah, not because you have a penis or a vagina. That's right. So to say it's 50-50 has to be equal. Why wasn't it 70% women and 30% men? If, if it, the women are better, like we, we're seeing in these Olympics, by the way, I read like all the women are, for Canada, it's all the women that are, that are uh, winning, right? Yep. The medals. So should I say, oh, the men are going to feel excluded, so let, let, let's, let's not give, uh, let's share the medals. No, it's, it's your base, you get rewarded on your merits, your, your work. And if you immediately say, I'm just going to take 50% men and 50% women, well, maybe there's a man there that deserved the position that was better than a woman and he lost. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe there was a woman there that could it could have been 70, 30. It could have been 90, 10. Who cares? You want the best people there. And, and you're going against the, the, the definition of capitalism when you say, like, we always want to have the best there because that's how you evolve. And we always push forward because... The, the smarter people are there, the, the, the people that work the hardest, the, the more talented. Well, when you put a restriction like that, it has to be 50-50. I think that's the dumbest decision ever. You, you're, you're punishing both and, and you're punishing everybody. You're, you're dumbing us down as a society because you don't want to hurt feelings. You want to say everything should be equal, and but we don't benefit from that. Nobody does. The, the, see, I, I'm trying to f I try to follow. I, don't, I haven't lived long enough to... To kind of be like run run for politics no not necessarily huh. i haven't lived long enough to to you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna turn around to justin trudeau and tell him you're an idiot you know or all the people around him you're all idiots you don't know what no, you're no, doing for i don't sure, i'm not gonna sure. make that leap man you you got there right and i'm yeah. here and you're there right so but I, I i do feel like you know i should try at least to try and follow along so okay we should have an equal amount of men and women in parliament okay but then you start talking about transgender and you start talking about uh, like all this other all these identities, correct? Okay, are you going to evolve the way that you pick the members of your cabinet based on demographics of, well, you know, 5% of the population are asexual. So yeah. that means that, you know, 5% of your cabinet needs to Should be somebody be a, of asexual. Yeah. Like, are you going to start getting into this? Because I feel like, well... How do you decide by by his own logic, like by own by by the own liberal logic? How are you deciding who's a man and a woman, right? Isn't that going against that other thing you said, where everybody just gets to choose their identity? Like it's all so very confusing. Where I again I go back to well, why don't we just decide on based on merit? How many exactly? How many mm -hmm. people might have were on the let's say on the fence of going into politics, and then that happened, and they were like, wait a minute, so like based on if I have a dick or not, is how I'm going to get picked. Like, fuck this, man. I'm going to go work for Bombardier. Yeah, and, and over exactly. there, it's the harder I work, the better I get compensated. Exactly. It doesn't matter what I have, you know, in my pants. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's discouraging because, like, again, I said, we have this beast called capitalism. It's the lion. But where is the other counterpart? And do, we can even go further and say, if capitalists, by the assumption that the capitalist companies, companies... Their, the main assumption is that they want to um, maximize profits. Well, the more the, the the thing that safeguards us from that extreme, from the lion that is capitalism, is our political system. Yeah. Well, the more eroded our political system is, the more 
the lion can wreak havoc and eat all the gazelle. So again, we can't even blame capitalism for, for let's say, helping erode the political system. Obviously, companies like Facebook and Instagram are going to pit us against each other. Actually, I expect them to pit us against each other because the underlying assumption is that if, if we're divided, we can't come together and build a strong polity. Mm. And if we can't build a strong polity, we can build the right safeguards to protect us against, you know, the capitalism. Mm. But we need capitalism. We just need the safeguards. And the way we get these safeguards is by building a strong polity. And if we're always fighting, then we can't build a strong polity. So obviously, in a, in a, in a kind of way, I, I expected Facebook. Like, what are you going to say? Oh, Facebook shouldn't have done that. Like, they shouldn't have, you know, given me pro-liberal posts and they shouldn't have given you pro-conservative posts and now we're fighting on Facebook and we can't have a proper conversation. No, actually, that's how it's supposed to work. Well, it's because they want as many members as they can. They don't care about yeah, whatever pleases you. I'll put it out there. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and if and if the polity is becoming eroded, they're not going to help. You know, they're not going <laughs> to help the gazelle get away. No, no, for sure. And it seems from your comparison to the lion and the gazelle or these two powers that should be somewhat equal it feels like the capitalist side is really overtaking the other one where it dictates what the other one does mm. when you see big companies uh affecting policy policy uh when you see them donating large amounts of money to to uh to campaigns so that's where like the the the, the, the capitalists the, 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 the moguls the people with a lot of money are directly affecting uh, the policies that are going to be voted later on because they're putting their man or their woman yep. in charge. So that's another thing that probably shouldn't be allowed, right? You should say like, yeah, you can't give me money if after then I got to make rules for you, you know? Because obviously, like, uh, I'm going to be a little biased. So I haven't I haven't gone that path because it's, it is an interesting point. There's obviously, um, there's obviously a, some kind of benefit to that i don't i don't really know what it is mm. but there's got to be a reason for that uh, uh political parties need to organize they need money to organize yeah maybe uh you know but do they do they that much though because as you as you saw the uh, montreal mayor that got uh, in last time she got in because she went on social media and did all these things that young people got excited about and they voted her in they might be regretting it right now but i'm just saying uh, well you uh, Okay, so maybe a mayor probably needs less of a budget. They yeah. still need to, like, when you have, uh, you know, when they when they rent, you know, the state a, a stage or they rent an auditorium yeah. to, to give speeches and people come, right? That costs money. Like all the, the you know conventions, no, things sure, like that. They, sure. Those there things cost be, money. But there's ways to raise by like just people that believe in you, you know, because because yeah. you get that all the time. Yeah. You get that all the time. Like people that that will get, go behind somebody's message and go, oh, I believe in this guy, and they start these GoFundMe or whatever uh, pages they get, and then they get some some money. But then if like Coca Cola gets behind you, like I give you ten bucks and Coca Cola gives you ten million, well, yeah, like who yeah. the fuck is gonna win? You know, like that's that's where I'm at. Where like capital interest like that maybe should stay out of politics. Right, just an idea like that, where they shouldn't be able to influence that much. You know, so uh, you know, raise your own money if you're in politics. I don't know. Like, yeah, that 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 makes that makes a lot of sense. Again, you know, I I reserve comment for that because. I'm not sure what the purpose of that was. Maybe it was just, you know, again, the capitalist system doing what it needs to do to survive. 
what I really like about the gazelle and the lion comparison is why I bring it up a lot is, you know, when gazelles are in packs, they have a much greater chance of survival, right? When when they're picked apart, you yeah. know, they're picked apart and they're much easier to, to, to trap and to eat. Yeah. And that's basically like us, right? We, you know, there's, 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 you know, in, a, in, in an ecosystem, there'll be 50 lions yeah. and a thousand gazelles. Yeah. But it's the, the, the sheer number. That's why we need to be together. We have the numbers. We have the bodies. We are the polity. We come together and create the polis, mm -hmm. right? And we are the numbers. That's yeah. Our strength is in the numbers. That's all we have. All we have is our vote, but our vote alone is worth nothing. It's our votes together collectively, the discussions we have collectively that can steer the ship. Because at the end of the day, we control the army, we control the police, we control, right? We well, control, at least we should. Right, well, we do in, in, in theory, and we, right? We do, our, the people control these things, right? So, because it's government, and government is controlled by people. Yeah, yeah, no, but I understand. But I mean, like, last time there was, like, a, a let's say, um, like, a, a, not an invasion, but, like, Canada went to, let's say, war or uh, or just peacekeeping, whatever it is. They needed to go to another country. I, I don't remember being, like, polled, you know, saying, like, do you want us to send our troops or anything? So the, we vote the people that are going to make those decisions yeah. after we have representative democracy yeah. so the people that we voted in they're gonna make that decision. yeah we trust them that they're gonna vote they're gonna go in our in our best interest and what we have against them the leverage we have is that you know they they might not get elected next time exactly now you said you didn't get polled yeah but a lot of times you know you could call your constituent this is yeah. what I, this is what i mean by getting involved like you can call if you're the constituent has a telephone has an office yeah right you're that you live like i live in Montérégie. that you always make fun of me <laughs> there's somebody that represents me in parliament right yeah. in the canadian parliament in Montérégie. okay right i can send an email or a letter or call if the people in the office like you know those there's, there's the question of whether or not we should go to war let's say hypothetically yeah if the constituent is sitting in his office, you know, I'm simplifying, there's obviously, you know, yeah, people yeah, that work there, but sure. let's say I'm sitting in my office and I get 30 phone calls. Mm -hmm. Out of the four, 30 phone calls I get, 27 of them are, are, are like, you better Against not go to war because yeah, yeah. I'm not going to vote for you. Well, he's not going to vote for that in parliament yeah. because he knows that the person who took the time to pick up the phone and complain about something like that is probably the person who's going to vote anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what happens is if let's say the flip side happened, if let's say... 30 people called and 27 of them said yeah go bomb those motherfuckers yeah right but in reality in Montérégie there's 100 people living there but the thing is that the other 70 people didn't call right to say yeah don't, don't go do bomb yeah. them yeah. right the the, the 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 constituent says okay well I'm gonna go vote you know to go bomb them yeah right because he doesn't have the right so when you have voting that only 50% of the people are voting well don't complain after that you know you know you it, it didn't work out to the way you wanted it to work out no because out of the 50% that went and voted you know half those people said yes or let's say one third of those people said don't go to war two thirds of the people said go to war yeah but if everybody had voted maybe, maybe it would have been numbers a would be totally different, different yeah. uh, like landscape because you know, if you're talking about, you know, voting rates of 80% mm -hmm. or 75%. That's really representative. Yeah, 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 but now you're talking about 49%. Yeah. Half the people are not voting. Yeah. There's a whole, there's, 
there's a whole political party that could exist if those half those, I other half. I think you're being generous too with the numbers because I think the last time I checked was for the uh, the local one for the mayor. I think it was 10 percent, dude. Mm. It was ridiculously low. So, so yeah, and we need we need to focus on our local our local representatives. We have look. We need to worry about three people. We need to worry about our mayor. We need to worry about our representative in the provincial um, in the provincial parliament, and we need to worry about our representative in the Canadian parliament. If we sp- and those elections rarely happen all in the same year, so if everybody just took an hour every month, just an hour every month, mm-hmm. and just Googled that guy's name and clicked the news tab and, and just see what, see what he did, yeah, yeah. what did you do, bro? Like, what did you do this month yeah. for one hour? Yeah. If everybody just did that. You would have a, com- I think, a completely different political landscape. Mm. Well, yeah, I think, I think it, 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 it is. Uh, I'm usually not that optimistic, but I, I do believe that if we all like do our citizen work better, we would, we would probably be better represented. And uh, you know, but how do you get there? Like, is right now it's like after a breakup, right? Like a lot of people, including myself, we we don't believe that that whoever's in there has their best interest, right? So now you have to kind of like come and say like, yes, start believing again, we're going to do it. And that's doable. I mean, I'm not a fatal- I, fatalist for by any means. But then you have to put people that, that you, you kind of trust or maybe new faces, maybe new poli- political uh, parties, whatever it is. Uh, and you got to avoid all the distractions and stuff. If you say one hour a month, uh, for some people, that's already too much. People are gonna f- vote by by uh, maybe the debates, maybe if they like the face of the guy, or like, uh, oh, I've always b- voted liberal, so let's go for it, you know. So uh, I'm not sure everybody will be inclined to do that that work. I th- you're which absolute, is a shame, by right? you're, abso- shame. you're absolutely good. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The only way that I can see it, like as my responsibility, I have to instill this in my children. Mm-hmm. And this is a generational thing. That's yeah. how we gain back trust. Yeah, it's not gonna happen for us, right? Like I'm optimistic, but I'm not that optimistic. Yeah, it's not gonna happen for us. But if I do my do my my duty, my responsibility as a citizen, and at least educate my child that let's spend an hour a month and see what what's going on in the world, what's going on, not necessarily in the world of what is clickbait. What's going on in our city? What's going on in our province? Yeah, what's, what's happening for real? What's, yeah. what's, what are the things that are directly affecting you? You yeah. know, the fact that, I don't know, the, 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 the lady who got eaten by an alligator in Florida and then <laughs> the other guy who came out and shot the alligator with a shotgun and, oh, my God, that's Florida, that doesn't affect us, guys. At all. You know what I mean? All, that, yeah. th- that's bullshit. Yeah. Right. That's just us for us to click somewhere to see an advertising to go to Simon's and buy a pair of pants. That yeah. that's what that is. That's what yeah. that the purpose of that is. But you can you can Google these like people are, are writing articles about the things that do matter. Yeah. You know that's the part that's the part that I'm optimistic about. And if we do our duty as citizens, then we will be able to build this thing back again and grab a hold of the balance between capitalism and our polity. Until that happens, well, you can't, ex- you can't, you know, to, to just raise your hands up and complain and say, these fucking capitalistic yeah, motherfuckers. That get, get Bro, you what are you expecting? What do you expect? A lion not to behave like a lion? Yeah. You're just ignorant at that point. Yeah. 
No, I completely agree with that. Well, we're obviously not going to solve it tonight, but uh, no, this was yeah. fun. This was fun to talk about. I'm going to start thinking about wrapping things up. Yep. I'm getting hungry. Uh, so we're going to um, think of, um, well, hopefully, situation in Cuba gets better. They get their freedom and, 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 and the, the passing of the torch of power will, will be done with not too much bloodshed, I hope. Uh As for the rest, well, I hope we get our act together and, yep. and do it. I think you have the right idea saying that it starts with our children. By the way, that's for everything. Yep. Educate your ch your child right, and, and, and we might have a a, a, um, a good future and not just complain about like a generation of lazy and uh, out-of-shape people and snowflakes and this. Well, raise them right. So, yeah. like, you know. There's no use complaining. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I don't think the millennials are, uh, are a bunch of uh, lazy snowflakes. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think they'll show us that they have the, big, the best tools they've ever had to improve uh, on life. And uh, they, I think they're trying. And uh, I, think, I think we'll be fine. But uh, to just criticize them for no reason, I think, is, uh, or because you think your generation was better. I mean, it's evolution. Like, People say, oh, kids don't play outside anymore. Yeah, guess what? If you had an <laughs> iPad, you wouldn't have played outside anyways. Yep. I try to encourage my kids to do as much, uh, like, playing outside and socializing with people. And, you know, but I, I don't want them to have the same. My childhood was fantastic, but that was, those were the times yep. where I can amuse myself with a rock and a stick. Yep. I don't necessarily want that for my kid. If he has something that's more fun for him and because you don't want to always to stay the same, you want to have the same childhood, then, then you're, you're, you're delaying evolution. Yep. The fact that these kids are better now because of video games, because of, of being on an iPad, I mean, you don't have to spend your day and be addicted to that. As, as, as soon as you let that, the, the iPad or the video, video game control you, then you're in, in trouble. But the fact that their cognitive uh, uh, abilities get fa better faster because they're able to do all these things. I mean, I have a nephew who's 18 years old who landed a plane. Mm. Like, you think I would have done that back in my days? No, that wasn't available for us. But no, it, it, we're evolving. And I don't think it's by shitting on the, 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 the generation that's growing up now saying like, oh, you don't do the things the way we used to. Yeah, like, fuck that. Let them have their youth. Let them have their fun. Let them evolve. And, and I'm, I'm confident that we'll get somewhere, uh, somewhere good. So go millennials. <laughs> yeah, that was a great talk. I didn't expect to go into, like, a whole uh, political science ramble. But, yeah. you know, it's serving for something. It's something that, you know, I had on my mind. But, uh, yeah, well, we, I'd love to keep talking about Cuba. Some of these topics like COVID, Cuba, these are things that we should track and, you know, They're going to be in come the back news. To. Yeah, 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 come back to be because, like sure. you said, we're not going to solve this tonight. We're not going to solve what we are. I am interested in tracking the evolution of, of how this happens. Yeah. I'm also getting hungry. Yeah. But um, I just want to finish up like we usually do as tradition. And what's the great thing, the good thing or bad thing or for you this week? All right. So for me, uh, bad thing. I'm still struggling with this freaking uh, sinusitis. I'm on antibiotics now. That means I can't drink tonight. So whatever, I won't be as fun as usual, but uh, yeah, so I'm on antibiotics, it's annoying, but uh, I feel great. I worked out, I, I, I haven't missed a day of work. 
but uh, apparently that's a thing because of the COVID, all the, the colds and all these things have been delayed and now they're all happening. Uh, my wife sent me an article about like how uh, like uh, the ERs are overflowing with kids with pneumonia and all these colds and wow. like, uh, like they make it dramatic. Obviously, they want you to click on it. But like, you know, <laughs> I, I do believe that, that they're saying that, that the kids uh, hospitals are having their COVID moment now, not because of COVID, but because COVID delayed the whole cold season and all that. Okay. So apparently I'm dealing with that, but uh, I feel great, so I won't complain too much about that. The good thing is, took me a while, but I got my driver's license. Oh, you did get your driver's <laughs> I did license? Get my driver's license. You fucker! <laughs> <laughs> that was talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> People have been tired of driving my ass around, so uh, I've had like I mean I'm 43 years old. It was about fucking time, right? Uh, I've had the best of friends giving me lifts to hockey games, to uh, to parties, to outings, to family gatherings, to everything. I've always been very lucky. Uh, it's crazy how it got there because honestly, I I, I never needed a car. Mm-hmm. I used to live in uh, in uh, Little Italy next to a metro station. I work downtown. It takes me twelve minutes to get there. You know, I didn't have the means, so I did never thought about a car then. Then when I did have the means, I I really didn't need to because as you know, I've had uh, two gyms so far, and both times I was living across it, so ten seconds to get there. And I'm always downtown Montreal. Where does things happen in Montreal most of the time? Downtown. If you're going out, you're drinking, you're not going to drive anyway. So, like, to me, it was always delayed, delayed, delayed until the little kids came. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I have to drive people around because they're counting <laughs> on me, right? If they get sick, it can't always be their mom. And so, uh, so then I decided to get that. But w- when I decided to get it, it's so funny because... I, I, I did the class, which was the most boring fucking yeah, class. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Was that ever, like, mind-numbing? I f- like, worse than anything I've ever learned in school. But I did it. And, and it has its utility. They could shorten it, though. But uh, so I uh, did that. Sorry to interrupt real quick. Ch- judging from a lot of the drivers out there, they could probably make it longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is because I was probably the best driver a version of driver that I was when I was doing the classes and riding along with the teachers because you do everything right. And at my exam, I was doing everything right. But now that you have it, you start driving like everybody else. You're starting changing the lanes without putting the flash, the, 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 the lights on and you start, you know, speeding at yellow lights. And, and I'm sure I'm going to become like all of you. I'm including you in there. You're a dangerous driver. Uh, not at all, actually. But, uh, uh, so, you know, you, you start you start getting comfortable behind the wheel. It's not the most fun thing to do. I really find it boring to drive. I've never been a car guy. But uh, anyways, I had to get it. I have it now. Uh, you'll be happy. You won't have to give me lifts after this anymore. You owe me a lot of lifts. Yeah, no problem. I need to practice driving anyway, so so I'll do it. But uh, funny how it took all this time. And uh, yesterday when I the guy finally said, he goes, yeah, you're pretty good at this. You got it. And then I'm like, uh, fuck, I could have done this so long ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was the good news for me this week. Well, that's that's amazing. Congratulations. And every time somebody brings up the driving story, I have to tell my driving story. Oh. So, so I got my license 16 years ago. Okay. Back then. So you're 14, fuck? What the fuck? No, I'm 33 now. Oh, okay. I'm 17. <laughs> so back then, um, you had two choices. 
you could well first you get your learner's license that was the same for everybody you get you can drive only with somebody else in the car and to get your learner's license all you have to do is write a written exam okay same for you yeah uh yes yes okay no sorry no you have to do the the classes okay so us no classes are mandatory no. if you go and write the exam and uh and you pass you pass no. they give you learn so i was uh didn't then study didn't do nothing i bought i had the, there was this friend i had in college and she quickly ran me through the book and i fluked it off and i got my learn actually i was still in high school it was i was 16 when i got my learner's license can you stop it for a second oh, what's wrong i just need to pee like badly. yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure but give me i'll like, keep talking into yeah, the mic yeah, okay so jamie how about uh, how about them canadians <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I hope you guys liked uh, our chat today. I want to keep talking while uh, Danny goes and uh, drains the main vein. He's going to knock over the light and it's going to hit me in the head. Pull it back. Come on, use that tricep, buddy. He got it. He got it. He got it. I might, I might cut that part out. Who knows? Just twist it. Cause, ah, whatever, we're at the end now. Just yeah, As long as yeah, it doesn't fall. Like yeah, as long as it doesn't fall. You know what? We'll be right back. Don't fix it. Yeah, Sorry about that, folks, but uh, Danny has to go drain the main vein. So you're left with me now, and we're back. <clears throat> Danny should be here in a few seconds. So I hope you guys like my rant about politics, and I think it's very important that we instill in our children the importance of staying up to date with our local politics. This is how we, we keep the capitalist to capitalistic system in check. That's how we build our polity, and that, that's how we ensure that the people who are actually in power and making decisions actually represent, in reality, what, how we feel. I think we've gone, there's a huge disconnect between the citizen and the people in power, and I believe that we are at a point right now that we could organize way better than any time in our history. We can organize th through social media, we all have a phone, and... It's just so easy to do that. We just have to set aside our differences and actually have a conversation. And, and we can agree to disagree, but we still need to have those conversations. And Danny's back, so I'm going to tell my uh, driving story. Yes, I'm back. Sorry about that. I really, I drank a lot of water, let's just say. So basically back then, I, so I got my learner's license and I was still in high school, whatever. And uh, the rule was back then is that if you go take classes... After you get your learner's license, if you go take classes, you can go pass your driver's exam in eight months. Okay. I decided for whatever reason, I wasn't going to take classes. I didn't need them. So I drove a few times. I go to do my driver's exam. I failed. Okay. The first time. So I was like, ah, damn, whatever. Okay. I still didn't get driver's license. You had to wait after, like, you wait, like, I think six more months and, you, and you're allowed to do it again. The so exam, I you mean? Yeah, the okay. exam. So again, you, no classes are mandatory. No, so I didn't take any classes. So six months later, um, again, a friend, this is with a friend from, at this point I'm in college. So 
this uh, a friend of mine, this girl, she's like, oh, I'll help you. So she get me a book. We jumped in her car. We drove around the, the block a few times. And she was like, okay, it's good. And I remember my uh, my older brother, too. He, he let me drive a few times. Nothing crazy. So maybe I had driven five, six times. And not even ever hitting the highway. Really just around the block. So I get to the exam. I do the exam. And... <laughs> Even I was surprised. I passed. Nice. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is actually happening. Two weeks later, I take my dad's Jeep to go to the movies. On the way back, I smash into a, 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 <laughs> a traffic light. The traffic light goes. Were you drunk? Or right? No, nothing, man. It was just raining a bit. And I had no idea what I was doing because this was my, my sixth time driving in my life. <laughs> right? Like no classes, no yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I took a turn too fast, lost control. And thank God it was late at night because the the traffic light was a huge traffic light and it fell on <laughs> the, the it fell on the other yeah the airbags came out bro oh, disaster wow. I wrecked my dad's favorite Jeep like that was his first like uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee like 1996 Jeep Grand Cherokee it was that's his, why he loves you so it was much, it yeah. was his favorite car and I wrecked it I destroyed it and uh, <laughs> and thank God I was saying that the, the the traffic light came down on the other two lanes but thank God there was nobody there, there. was nobody yeah on it now. was midnight because man that was yeah that, that was rough yeah, you yeah. know and uh, needless, to, needless to say like uh, you know I wasn't allowed to drive very often and then <laughs> as soon as my parents were able to help me out like they were like okay as soon as I got I got a job whatever and they're like okay uh, when are you gonna buy a car and we and my and my dad sort of pushed me to get a Volvo because the <laughs> Volvo was the safest car nice. manufactured at the time. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, don't touch my car. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. smash this thing. It's yeah, a tank. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with this thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you had that story. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of stories. But yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was my first driving experience. But since then, I've learned 16 years later. Yeah, I, you're uh, not bad. You're not bad. I'm not <laughs> bad. So, for me this week, the, the highlight of my week was it was my wife's birthday. And uh, although I didn't really get to celebrate with her that much because... Um, she turned I, 18, right? Yeah, she just, just turned 18, so we're just legal. And <laughs> I'm 33, <laughs> bro, you imagine? No, uh, I'm not going to say her age because that's impolite. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I know. Um, yeah, she had her birthday and we, I, we couldn't celebrate it exactly the way I imagined it because it was on a Thursday. I, I worked and... Whatever, I had my other things to do, my other responsibilities, but we did set aside Sunday and we're going to celebrate that officially, me and her on Sunday. Nice. And, but yeah, that was, that was great. And um, that's uh, pretty much my week, brother. And oh, uh, well. this was great. I love doing this. I feel better now. I can go have my steak in peace without all these thoughts running through my yeah, head. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know about steaks, man. I don't, like it's 11 p.m. I don't know who's gonna take us at this time, but <laughs> anyways, we'll find something. So with that being said, you have uh, two hungry D's here. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we are here to uh, to have a conversation with you guys uh, and uh, try to entertain ourselves as much as we can. So I hope you enjoy it. We will see you all next week. I am, of course, the great one, Danny B. And with me always, Dimitri G. Let's see you next week. Love everybody. Peace.